There we go. Okay, so let's try. We'll try and disconnect from from this world as much as possible, just for the sheer, and then we'll connect back, and then that will allow us to connect back to this world and remain halig. It's like that's the whole Indian of Shachris is mamash. We we need to completely it's pushed as a gashmas the gumray almanas that we can do our avoider which is in the gashmias but without the his pashtas there's no uh there's no um there's no chance anyway okay so we're chapter two in the holy safer tanya by the altar rebbe roshner zaman of ladi and i've called this chapter the godly soul and where it comes from we're not going to really discuss the behavior of the godly soul like last if you remember last week we spoke about the animal soul and we spoke a lot about like what it does and how it operates etc what it wants the the godly soul we're going to be talking about over many chapters so the rebbe just basically gets into where it comes from what it's made of and another few another few ideas as well um just as a quick overview chapter one can anyone summarize the Nefesh of Bahamas in like one line that doesn't run on for more than like 25 words? Anyone can summarize the Nefesh of Bahamas? Um, just because nobody's talking, I'll just talk. Um, the Nefesh of Bahamas. Um, the Nefesh of Bahamas. Let me let me ask some questions, man. Let force. me let me let me ask you a more direct okay. question. Yeah, what does it want? It wants your um, attention. So the, the way the way I see it, the Nefesh Bahamas is that part of you that keeps your self existence in existence. The Nefesh Nefesh Alekis wants to constantly be one with God. And Nefesh Bahamas is what gives us the ability to be a yesh, a something. Now, the problem is sometimes the Nefesh Bahamas gets carried away with that, and we need to realign it back to where it's supposed to be. That's good. The Nefesh Bahamas wants to be. It just wants to be. Everything that it does, because this is the thing, when you understand things at their, at their source, at their origin, things are so simple, it's ridiculous. Mama, simple, like, it's like like the most simple. It's when we start getting down and the complication goes on forever. It gets, there's layers, endless, endless layers of complication, but it, its source is so simple. So the Nefesh of Bahamas wants to be. That's it. That's the whole tachlis of the Kleeper. The Kleeper is there to give us an option to choose ourself over God. If it wasn't for Kleeper, there would only be God to choose. So we think that we're choosing, you know, to, to eat something that isn't kosher. We think we're choosing to look at things that aren't kosher. We think we're choosing to, um, to go somewhere where we shouldn't go. We think we're choosing to shout at someone when we shouldn't. We, 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 all we're doing is just choosing ourself endlessly in different situations that's it over and over so that part of us that's choosing ourself 
not really choosing. We're choosing that part of us that is that has like what Yisrael said itself. That's called the nefesh of Bahamas. So that's literally opposite to the nefesh of Akis. Okay. So the first thing that the Rebbe tells us is that nefesh Elakis is called the second nefesh. For a couple of reasons. Number one, it settles into us later on in life. It becomes established in us, in our psyche, in our in whatever that is. That's that's a conversation itself. Um, by the time we're 13, okay. Um, it's also called the second nefesh because our default perspective is from the first nefesh, nefesh achas. That's what the nefesh of Bahamas is called. The way that we see being normal Jews who aren't Sadiqim, who are just normal, regular Yidden, the way we see the world, the eyes through which we see the world are, the, are from the eyes of the nefesh of Bahamas, unless we do some serious uh, some serious work. So that's why it's called the second nefesh. So the Rebbe refers to it. He quotes Eov. It's called a chelak elokai mimal. And then he adds the words mamash, or the word mamash. So a chelak elokai mimal really hints to the, the concept of a chelak. It, it doesn't really make sense to take a chelak of, of infinity. But the point of a chelak is that within... When you take a chalik of the of the ocean, you can experience the entire ocean from that one chalik. So our nefesh al this godly soul that exists within us, is a, so to speak, encapsulates the Rabboi Sholem Lagamri, because that's what a chalik is. It's interesting because it says a chalik el mimal, and part of the Masoiva that's handed down is Memal refers to where it comes from because Al means above or like high. And then Mal means from that, above that. And then there's Mema'al, which means above what's above the above. And that's Meramas to what we're going to talk about in a minute, which is called Chochma Elah, which is Chochma Da'atzilus. Loshna Kabbalah, which we'll talk about as well, Tashem. So it's very important to know that the Nefesh and Akis is a complex composite of layers, levels, it's a structure, however you want to discuss it. We're going to spend time talking about that as well, Tashem. But the, the essence of the Nishama, we'll call it the Nishama, the Nefesh and Akis, the, F, the essence of the nefesh of Akis is not of creation. It's of creator. It wasn't created. And that's why it's not scared of death. Has no has no concept of death. Death is not relevant to a nefesh of Akis. Bichlal. So it's, it, this is the dichotomy that we live in, is the nefesh of Bahamis is achvarak, motivated by its fear of death, and the nefesh of the keys can't relate to the concept of the fear of death, Bichlal. That's what we're dealing with. That's the two, the two things we're juggling. So the question is, who are you? <laughs> so I'll tell you, it's interesting because a nefesh of Bahamas doesn't have any free will. 
And Nefesh Bahamas can only do what's right for it. Now, it could come, it could be an intelligent Nefesh Bahamas, and like we discussed last week, it's doing what's good for it, but it's realized that what's good for it is being good to others. But it doesn't have any free will. It can put aside its immediate selfish, um, uh, um, what's the word? Gratitude, uh, immediate selfish gratification for long-term selfish gratification. But it can't get outside of itself. It can't. It's just, it's like you can't pick yourself up by your payers. You, that's just the, the, the gug. That's where it is. That's where it ends. The Nefesh Lakis also doesn't have Bechira. The Nefesh Lakis only wants to be over the Shem. So what's Bechira? That's for class um, chapter 13. So bizarre or twelve actually maybe, but um, but but Bechira now becomes possible because we've got a nefesh of Akis and a nefesh of Bahamas. So we've got this one inner inner whatever that is scared stiff of not being, and therefore is doing everything it can to just be as much as possible. And we've got this other drive inside of us that couldn't couldn't care less about not being it's completely irrelevant to it and all it wants to do is to be this battle into its shoresh which is the abonishonim that's the world of the jew the inner world of the jew that's a big that's a to get that clear is uh is worth everything really worth everything that will help you really work out like what you know how to play this game that we call life so the um the inner the inner aspect the inner essence of the nefesh lakis is not created we're going to talk about really the the the, the rebbe only speaks about three levels the nefesh ruch neshama we've heard these words yeah and probably everyone knows that there's also what's called the chaya and the yechida yeah everyone's heard these words so now there's a there's a great moshal that of Arya Kaplan brings. People have learned uh, Inner Space. People have read the book Inner Space. Amazing, amazing safer, tremendous safer. I saw just as a funny thing the other day. I davened at Shimon Atzadik in the morning, Hashem. And um, there's a guy, a Sfadi guy, who's reading. It, he was it was Safi Yitzira, and I looked at the cover. It's like a nice book, Safi Yitzira. And it had in it Rabbi Arya Kaplan. And I looked, it was translated from the English Safi Yitzira that Arya Kaplan wrote. <laughs> Someone they, they translated it into Hebrew. Anyway, that's a side point. Um so, so he gives this amazing marshal of the glass blower. Anyone remembers the glass blower marshal? It's Moedic. So he says like this, it's a really, really amazing, he, he brings it from the Zoya. I never, I didn't see it in the Zoya. A glass blower originally has an idea that he's going to blow, blow a glass uh, cup, whatever. Then he generates the air in his lungs. Then he starts to blow down the tube and into the, into the vessel. Yeah. So the initial thought that the glass blower has to create this vase, whatever, 
is bound up and you can't point to a thought in a mind it's completely one with the one who's thinking it that's what we call the yichida then the chaya is represented by the the air inside the lungs of the glass blower it's it's something separate it's not him, but mamash, 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 but it's completely consumed within him, and you could never could never find it outside of him. It doesn't, it's not relevant outside of him. Then you have the air that's on the lips of the glass blower. That's what we call the neshama. That's the that's the interface between him and us, Isbuach. And then you have what's called the ruach, which is the air going down the tube. And then you have the nefesh which is the air that's collected within the actual vessel. It's an amazing analogy, yeah, amazing mushroom. So now the Rebbe brings two Modica analogies for the Jewish soul, for the Nefesh Elokis. Number one, the fact that Hashem blew it into us. And number two, that it was a thought in his mind. Now, we're, we're going to go off on a tangent right now because it's a very, very important idea. Creation was created, Hashem created creation with speech. But the nefesh and the keys that he blew into Adam Arishan, it says, V'yipach ba'ap of nishmas chayim. And nisham ha'shnasach to be, the Indian is that Hashem didn't create the neshama. Creation comes to Hashem's speech, whereas the Nefesh of the Kis was blown from him. The Zohar Kodesh calls the Aseris Maimoros, it calls them Mili Dehed Yuta. Think of it like this. What what was the point of the ten, the Aseris Maimoros? What was the point of it? It's a great island. Yeah, why? You're saying why 10 instead of 1? No, why no, 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 no. Well, like, what was the point? Like, what, why did he create? What? What's the point of the creation of the it sun, had- the sky, and the, and the grass, and the animals, and... Everything. He had to create, he had to create the teva for the world, like we say, the nefesh Bahamas also, of 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 the world, that physical physicality, and it had it to be had to be done through speech because speech is the first step of something becoming a reality. That's so, like just like we know that Hashem's. Well, also, but didn't you say one time that that the reason that it's through speech is because it's almost like it's being impregnated in us. Right, because it's from inside of him. So, so it's like the So, so <laughs> let, let, let's go in a different direction. That the reason why Hashem created the world, Rashi says. Rashi says the very beginning of uh, of Bereshis is Bishul Yisrael. The reason why Hashem created right. the world was so that Yisrael could perform Torah, Torah and mitzvahs. Right. So what's the point of the grass and the sky and the trees and the cows, the sun? 
to be able to do mitzvahs. Yeah, so so it has no no purpose in and of itself. None of that stuff. So it's like after the Sesmaris, we looked around Behind and we're like, like, you know, this is all yeah. nice, it looks nice and stuff, but like what's the point of it? What's it for? That's the Indian of Hashem's speech, because there's two levels of breath. There's what's called the outer breath, which is where speech comes from. And then there's what's called the inner breath, which is the yipach up of Nishmas Chaim. That's the breath of blowing. When you mamash blow, that's called the inner breath. And this is, a, this is fundamental, foundational, is understanding the difference between inner and outer. What do we mean when we talk about a guy who's chitsoini in Hebrew, like a, an external, in English you'd call him as someone who's very external. What what would be... Extrovert. Not, well, kind of, but a guy who's chitsoini, who's very external, he's into externalities. That's different to like an extrovert, but a guy who's actually right. into external right. things. A guy who has a yes. watch, a fancy watch, yeah? And he's very external. What's the reason why he has that watch? To show off that he's he what he has on the outside. It's not for the watch. <laughs> right. It's it's right. it's for something that will come from the watch. The means to the ends. Exactly. External means means to an end. Everything that we do, there's called what's called the ex the chetsonius aratson and the panemius aratson. Panemius Aratsan is what you really want. Chetsonius Aratsan is the means by which you're going to be massig what you really want. So that's why the world was created with speech. There's lots of reasons, but one reason. The, the world was created with speech is because it's an external breath. Hashem isn't interested in the world for its own sake. What's Hashem interested in? The panemius breath, which is Nismas Israel. That's called Shinte. Hashem made reality just so that he could have a chasna. That's it. It's all about a chasna. It's all about it's all about a chasna between Kutcha Brech and Shinte. Between Hashem and Klal Yisrael. Everyone's invited. If you want, you know, everyone's invited to come to the Chasna and they can all, you know, you can't have a Chasna without, you know, without a band and without, a, you know, lots of fanfare and beautiful food and a whole fancy place, you know. But at the end of the day, it's all about the Chasna and colour. But the whole world is basically like a fancy wedding hall with all the with all the guests, v'chule, v'chule. But the point of reality is a wedding between Kudsha Brechu Shintei. That's called Klal Yisrael serving the Boy Nishoylem Nishma. That's what it's about. So the inner will, Hashem's inner will, that's coming from what he blew into, into Adam. That's the inner will. You with me? That's the inner breath. Whereas speech is the outer breath, and that's just a means to the end. So it comes out, the 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 Zoya calls the calls the Asos it calls them Mili de Hediuta. Um 
like words of uh, like bit of, like a uh, divine battalion like um how do you translate it's not so strong as divine battalion no hedjid no, is like uh, it means mundane deputy is like secondary it means secondary like mundane, mundane yeah. yeah it means like mundane it's like mundane right. speech right. mundane speech what's the what's the what's the uh, what's the divrei torah the divrei torah is the Aseris the dibrus it comes out that the you think of it like this, just as a side point, yeah. Hashem's creating the world through speech, yeah. He's creating you through speech right now. You are one shtick, his speech. That's what you are, yeah. Except for the nefesh alakis, which is his breath. But everything else about you, you want to look what you want to see what God's speech look like looks like. Just look at your hand. Look at your arm. Analyze yourself. Everything about you, that's just Devar Hashem. That's all it is. Nothing else, yeah? Kozman, that we're not Makadish ourselves, and we get sucked into the craziness of this world, we are forcing the Rabbi Nishroilam to speak divine Batalim. The minute we're Makadish ourselves, and we get connected to what, to, to reality, we're giving the Rabbi Nishroilam the schus, of speaking Divrei Torah. <laughs> Beautiful, no? Chazak. Anyway, so now, the first analogy that the Rebbe gives is of breath, yeah? And that's really Miramis to the Chaya, as we spoke, remember the the um, the Moshe of the glass blower, yeah? Now, the next, the next Moshe the Rebbe brings is, um, is the seed, is the zera that's miramas to the level of the yechida in the glass blower the thought the initial it's not really thought as in like when we talk about thought speech and action it's not it's nothing like that at all it's well beyond that conception yeah it's it's interesting because conception is the word in english it also comes from the word concept which is the same thing. Mm. We need wow. to know a lot more. But the, the, the highest, the highest level, the highest level is Oineg. But God, I don't know where you guys are holding with the Hebrew. So I'm if you, if I say something that you don't know the translation, I'll stop me. Yeah, but I'm just gonna talk how I talk, um, unless you tell me otherwise. So the highest level is Oineg. I think we've spoken about this. It's not, like, basically the highest level. And then we've got Oineg becomes Melubish in Ratzon. Ratzon becomes Melubish in Seichel. Seichel in Midas. And Midas in Levushim, in behavior, in thought, speech, and action. So the thought what we're speaking about here is definitely not the thought of Levushim, the thought, speech, and action. We're talking about the thought that's that's comparable to Oineg. So it's not, to call it a thought, right. it's completely a borrowed, a borrowed term. Thought um, means Oiseus. This is... Many, 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 many levels beyond beyond Oiseus, even Oiseus Dakas Mamash. So, so the seed he says, Sorry, sorry. What's can you say? What Oiseus is? Sorry, Oiseus. Oh, Oiseus, Oiseus. Sorry, sorry, Oiseus. That this the, when we talk about the. The, the seed, the, 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 
the Nishmas Yisrael being comparable to the Zera that comes down from the mind. And in modern biology, the, the, it's you do a, there's the, the endocrine system, which is the uh, like you've got the uh, the nervous system, which is like electrical, and then you have the endocrine system, which is like uh, chemical. It's like produces all the hormones and it does a lot, a lot of stuff. One of the things it does is there's what's called the pituitary gland, which is like in the the toichius of the moyach, and that that's responsible for creating, or at least sending the chem the messages, the chemical messages to create the zera in the baits and whatever. But but op op um op science of today, this everyone says this that the zera comes from the moyach of the arm. Now, the um, it's interesting because this is really a side point, but it's a moridika thing. It's really moridik. Is the when it comes to creating a child, by definition, the zocher needs to have rots on. The nekeva does not need rots on. She, someone could be ma'anes, a woman, and she can still, she can still be, she can still get pregnated. Whereas the the zocha needs rotson. The ikka, the ikka of the child is talui on the zocha. Okay, contrary maybe to what science says nowadays, I don't know. But the ikka of the child is like a seed goes into the ground. Yeah, for sure that the the earth has a big hashpa on the seed. But the ik is the seed. So it's interesting, just as a side point, this creates a big question. How can it be that the Yiddishkeit of a child goes bossa the, the zocha? Sorry, goes bossa the nekeva. It's to do with the mother, yeah? If it's the father who's really giving the... Uh, if it's the father who's really giving the the, the gestalt of the of of the of the of the child, why is it that the Yiddishkeit goes after the mother? So we can answer that very easily when we talk about a Jewish man with a non-Jewish woman. If it's going after the father, yeah, which it is, the Yiddishkeit is telling on the father. But we know it goes after the mother. But listen to this. This is this is from the Ariza. I've heard this from, from my Rebbe and from a big tzaddik that I, that I spend time with, or Dovin with, whatever, um, called Rav Has, which is Moyudik. What he knows is Moyudik. And, um, and the Orchayim speaks about it as well a little bit, that the, the Zerah comes from the from the Yid in Chaz Vashalom, into the Shiksa. And the, the, the that element... The, the fact that that Jewish Zera ends up in the Betten of a Goita for nine months, so to speak, kills, so to speak, kills the Neshama, Rahman al-Tzlan. And, and the Rizal says, and, 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 and the Orchayim says, and Rav Has told me, that children born from that union become Soine Yisrael Mamash. They're Goyim. But there's Soina Yisrael Mamash. But now, now, but but listen to this for a trip, man. This is the trip. So how does it work if a Goy is with a Jewish girl, and they have a child, if it's boss of the father, 
how can it be that the child is going to be Jewish if the father was not Jewish? So it says like this. The Rizal says that the Rabbonish Lolem was Mazavim Zivugim, and it came out that this non-Jew had Nitzos Yisrael in him, and he worked it out. However, it was that he ended up with this this Jewish girl. Don't tell any, don't tell people this who who were who were shy to such a thing. But the reason why the child is Jewish is because it was extracting a Jewish soul that got stuck in Klippa, and that comes out through the Jewish woman. So it's that's why it's Jewish. Not that the mother makes the child Jewish, just the mother isn't ma'akev the child from being Jewish. Like Lamashal uh, Sisra, Sisri, Sisra, and I think. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I didn't think about that. No, I can't. Yeah. And and also uh, Esther maybe we don't know that she she uh, don't know if she had children but either way um, hey, that was a side point that's just a more a thing but um, anyway so now the Rebbe asks a question yeah that we say that the zera comes from the hochma ilav the from from the highest place in the Shem in his mind and a Shem in his hochma is one the question the Rebbe asks basically is how comes if this is the case that the, the Jewish neshama, the nefesh rakis, comes from this highest place in the Shem, which is all erhad, how can there be so many different kinds and styles and levels of the godly soul? So he says, number one, from generation to generation, you've got like the souls of Moshe and the Avois, and then you've got like us, yeah? That's a big difference. Then within the generation, you've got the souls of Yitzhimaya Morgenstern, of Svima Zilberberg, and, and, the, and the big tzaddikim of the generation, of Han Kanievsky, and then you've got us. And then within every soul, we've got these levels of nefesh, ruach, neshama, and chayichida, if you can include them as well. Basically, the Rebbe's like, well, if it's all like one, and it's all perfect from Hashem's unity, perfect, perfect unity, how comes there's all these different levels? So he uses, he goes via now with the with the analogy of the of the zera, and he explains that the zera, everything's included in the zera. Yeah, like when you see like a little seed, like an apple seed. How you guys have redwood, like giant redwood trees near you guys? No, you ever seen how big is a seed from a redwood? Is it like a massive thing, or it's still like a teeny little thing? Yeah, I mean, I've never seen redwoods. Nobody really plants redwood trees around here. No, the Northern California is the redwoods. It's like a yeah. good six to nine hour drive yeah. from here. You know, a more different I mean, fact about the redwoods is you know how deep their roots grow? Not so deep. No, between like five and ten feet. That's it. But they spread yeah. out over yeah. the way and they, yeah. all, mingle. they yeah. all mingle with each other. Yeah. So they support each other. Yeah, yeah, anyway, that's side point. So the point is that really, when you think about it like conceptually, let's just take an apple tree. You take a seed, yeah, teeny little seed, and you throw it in the ground, and an apple tree pops up. So number one, if you're using your Aenea Seichel and not your not your Aenea Bossa, when you look at a little apple seed, you realize that within the apple seed is roots 
and you know the tree trunk and the bark and the leaves and the branches and the fruits and more seeds, endless seeds. Yeah, it's all there somehow, miraculously in that little white thing. But for carrot as well, when you look at a tree, if you use your aneasechel, you can also be misboining on the fact that really you're looking at a seed, just a seed that's become expressed. It's like, you know, you know, like you have childhood friends like who are young and then they become like big people, you know, but you still, it, it, it's different when you knew them as a child to when you see them as just this fully developed, you know, big person. So when you look at the, when you look at the tree, really what you're seeing is just the seed. It just manifested. It's not something else. It's not something other. And that's the Indian of Nishmas Yisrael. So through the gestation, the nine-month gestation period of this seed in the mother, in the in the in the in the beton of the mother, it 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 develops and processes not only into the brain of the fetus, but also into the nails, the fingernails and the toenails. So not only is the most sublime matter, which is brain matter, yeah, comes from this seed that makes sense because the seed came from the brain of the father. So you would think that you that you know you would guess that it would at least make the brain. But the fact that also the like the keratin of the uh, of the nails is formed from that same seed. You know, I thought when I was thinking about this this week, I realized it's you know what's a great marshal for this is a 3D printer. I, I don't, I've, I haven't actually seen like how you, like what it looks like, the stuff that you buy it, yeah? But I mean, I know it's like one thing. The more that gets processed and messed around with by the printer, the more different and the more complex and the more it, it will become. But it's still the same as what it was originally. It's taken on a different form. It's not like it's become a different a different substance. So you'll say to me, ah, yeah, but the substance of the fingernails is different to the substance of the brain. And that's true on a physical level, but we're talking on a, like a metaphysical, on a spiritual level. It's exactly the same idea as it all comes from the same thing. It all comes from the same place. So it doesn't matter whether we're the lowest when we have, whether we have a lowly neshama or we have a, the highest neshama. They're literally one and the same, just the lower neshama has taken on a different form. And the way that happens is the neshamas are born, like we said, in Chochmah, in, in Chochmah that I'd see this, yeah, in Chochmah Elah. And then they kind of manifest in Malchus of Atsilas, which is the Shechina. And then they come down through the different Oilamas of Bria, Yitzira, Asiya, until they become embodied in this phenomenological world, what we're in, that, that our senses are in. We really exist in all the levels simultaneously. But what happens is the, is the neshama comes down from these worlds and it takes on, as it goes through Bria, it takes on a shtickle Brianus. As it comes down through Yitzira, it then gets Yitzirid. And as it comes down through Asiya, 
it takes on a feeling of a seer, and that's what happens to the neshamas. That's what it means, a lowly neshama. A low neshama means that it came from exactly the same place as Nishmas Moshe Rabbeinu and Avram Avinu, just as it descended down through the levels, it became coarser and it picked up more like sediment, so to speak. Just like the first, you know, there's like the zygote of the of the fetus when the um, when the when the zera and the beta become one, they like create immediately like one cell that divides into two cells. Those cells become the like the very toichias of the moichin. And then from there, after that divides into, I think it's like 16 or 32, then that kind of starts to create the, the lave. Yeah, they, and they, and, but the point is that those cells, start, the first cells become the moichin, and then you have like the lave and then all the other kind of very elevated. The final part of the, the final part of the process is the fingernails and the hair. That's the process of the neshama coming down. So now we've got an amazing definition of a tzaddik. What's a tzaddik? What's a tzaddik? I, I would say is one that's, and I don't know how he does it, but he reverse engineers this whole process and strips away all these layers and experiences going back to his originality and expressing that at its fullest form and gilay. So that that could be, but that's not that's not what my Rebbe gave to me, but it could be. Maybe his neshama skipped one of the lower levels. It just jumped right in. By the way, this is my friend Gavriel, everyone. Hi, Gavriel. <laughs> that, um, that yeah, the the, the nish, a, a genuine sadik whose neshama comes from atzilus, which is very 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 rare. Yeah, but most Rabbeinu's neshama came from atzilus. Apparently, he skips through bria, yitzira, and asiya, and he ends up embodied in this world as his soul was originally in atzilus. By the so, way, this is a uniquely Tanya definition of what a tzaddik is, as opposed to the way the Velt uses the expression, yeah, which is the reverse engineering, like like well, was suggested. Yeah, well, it, could, it could be either way, but the way that the way that Manus explained to me is that it skips through. There's obviously the avoider that you know a person can become a tzaddik, so that would probably account for that. But there's the Indian of the tzaddik coming down that the Rebbe is talking about here, or that, that Manus explained to me, where in and either way, the point is it doesn't really matter because either way, a tzaddik is a person whose neshama is at stick. And this is the union of his kashras to the tzaddikim, is the point is that when you're with a tzaddik, and it doesn't just mean sitting next to him, yeah? Being with a tzaddik means learning from the tzaddik primarily. Like, like when I say primarily, that's a concession, because everything else next to that is, is, like, is like crumbs. Learning from the tzaddik, yeah, that's really experiencing his soul. That is your soul is experiencing what it was like back in Chochmet Elah. It's like going back to where you came from, back to 
even say be under the Kisir covered is not right. It's above the Kisir covered. They they say colloquially under the Kisir covered, but that's that's really Bria. But we're talking beyond that in, in Silas Mama. So, so the soul sitting, the, the, the regular Yid sitting with the Tzaddik, hearing him speaking Divrei Torah is like the soul going back to Silas and being with the Rabbeinu Shalom again. You remember I said to you that when you sit with a real Tzaddik and you hear a Tzaddik speak, you don't walk out and go, wow, that guy is amazing. You walk out and you're talking about the Rabbeinu Shalom. That's all the tzaddik is. The tzaddik is less than everybody else in the most elevated way. He's he's just, that's all he is. He's just an aperture that allows the Rabbi to flow into this world. And the Yidden can sit with them and remember what it means to be a Yid. What does it mean to be a Yid? It means that we are connected to why we are we are connected to the panemius Ratzon of the Rabboni Shoilem, which is L'Shem Yichid Kudsha Brich Ushchinte. That's it. We're not caught up in anything else. Not, not even Chesed and building hospitals and, 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 and saving, you know, feeding the poor people of Africa. We're not caught up in that Bichlau. All we are caught up in is L'Shem Yichid Kudsha Brich Ushchinte. That means avoid us Hashem. If it means that I have to go to Africa and feed the starving children, if that's what the Rabboni Shalom needs, I'm here, I'm there. Here's, give me give me the uh, web address and I'll buy the ticket. If it means that I have to sit in shul all day and fast, I'll do that as well. That's what it means to be Jewish, to be connected to the panemius Ratzon of reality. So going to the tzaddik and being with the tzaddik and hearing the tzaddik, in at Silas, you can't make any mistake that that's all it's about. There's no distraction in at Silas whatsoever. So when I, I've heard people say before, like oh, I did this meditation, I like went into at Silas. You're like, oh, they like I experienced at Silas. You're like, you experienced at Silas. Like, there is no I in in at Silas. You can't experience at Silas. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. The minute you enter into at Silas. Yeah, you're not there. <laughs> it's like a fight. It's like a, a match, you know, like a little little match. You throw it into the bonfire. You're like, where did that little flame go? You're like, I, I don't know. It didn't go out. But <laughs> anyway, so so that's 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 the Indian of being with the Tzaddik. And that's why the Pasuk says, well, Rashi says, when when the when the Pasuk says to be Dovik to Hashem, Rashi says you should be Dovik to Talmudei Chachomim. Because it's mummish the same Indian. You with me? It's Moedic. So look, we've got another few minutes. This is this is now probably the most important part of the class now. The Rebbe talks about the Lavouche of the Nefesh Alakis. Now, we're going to talk later, Herrick 4, about the Lavouche nefesh the levushim yeah levushim we translate in english as behavior which is thought speech and action but the rebbe here just talks about levush singular now the concept of a levush a garment is the is the interface between 
well, it's, I mean, how do I know that you guys are like relaxed and easygoing? Because you're the way you're dressed, basically. If you were there with like, you know, a necktie and all done up, you know, then I'd think you're completely different. That would be a different expression of who you are. So the soul, the clothes, there's lots of loads and loads of modic things about clothes, but the clothes on a basic level, um, on probably the most primal level, are a way that the person expresses himself. So there's what's called the levouche of the nefesh elokis. And the Rebbe explains that the levouche can be, so to speak, like responsive and refined, or it can be kind of coarse and, um, and um, what's the other word that I thought of? Um, like coarse and, and preventative from the expression. So the neshama wants to express herself through Torah and mitzvahs. If, if a person's finding themselves easily drawn to doing Torah and mitzvahs, that could very well be because they have a very refined lavouche. Yeah, the interface between the behavior and the neshama is, is responsive and, and pure and allows a free expression of the nefesh elokis. There's also the idea of an of an irresponsive and coarse garment, which would prevent the nefesh elokis from expressing herself the way she wants to express herself. Now, this is the trip. What is that lavouche? Gabriel, we spoke about this before. Me. This lavouche is your koyach of machshava. Your thinking process, not your thoughts, your thinking process. You know anybody, I'm sure everyone, yeah? You know, this is just my own theory, but I believe it like mamash. Anybody knows somebody who, like, whenever they start, they talk, it's just, like, everything's so complicated and, like, like just, you just can't, like, to understand them costs you, like, 20 times more energy than anyone else. It could be that we're married to them. That's <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but But you, we've got, we everyone knows people, yeah, who they just, the way they think is so, like, do you know what I mean? It's like that. And I, this is my own thoughts from my own experience, is that I see that without exception, people whose thinking is like that, tell me if you agree with me, yeah? People whose thinking is like that, their lives are actually like that. Crazy things happen to them the whole time. They get into wacky situations, weird things always go wrong, and v'chule, v'chule, you hear what I'm saying? I haven't like done any like uh, like hikiras into this, yeah. But I'm I see it in my life with the people that I know who think in a very complicated, like crooked way. Not crooked, like as in like like a evil or dishonest, but like a, a funny backward way. Crazy funny things happen to them the whole time. This is almost the Indian of the lavush of the neshama. When our thinking is salul. And our thinking processes, not again, not our thoughts, but our thinking processes 
are clear and simple. That doesn't mean we can't we can't abstract and think about complicated things. But when we think about complicated things, they become simple, especially to other people. But everybody knows there's teachers who, when they explain things, are like, wow, that's so clear. I really understand that. And then there's other teachers that you're like sitting there bending your head trying to understand what they're saying. Yeah. This is this is what we're talking about. Now, this is the trip. What determines the, the Lavouche? of the neshama. The kedusha by which the parents are misnaheg with each other, bishas zivug. The more selfless and the more tsunua that we are, with our wives, Bishas Zivug, when we're bringing the Shama down into the world, is what determines the Lavush, not the Neshama. The Neshama is determined by the Boyer Shalom exclusively. But we determine the Lavush of the Neshama, meaning our, the way we behave and the way we, meaning thought, speech, and action, Bishas Maisa, is going to determine how easily our child's neshama is going to be able to express herself in this world. Is, is, there, any, is there anything to do after the fact in case I didn't have the best, now that you're teaching it to me now, <laughs> to go back in time, so. Yeah. Ask, so then, asking for a friend, asking for a friend, obviously. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, so listen, the, 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 um, the neshama, is in the fact that it's called a lavush. That's a very, very comforting thing to know. Why? Because lavush, and you can take them on, and you can take them off and put them on. So the fact that a child has a has a heavy lavush and a, and a and a coarse lavush and an unpure lavush, yeah, you can definitely and and that's your job as a parent, really. That is your job as a parent is to help them refine their their lavush. That is what that's called chinuch bonim. So, so it doesn't. It definitely doesn't end after the ma'aser. But just to bring, just to mention something very beautiful and finish here, that we say in the Gemara and Sota. Yeah, gonna, remember what we just said about everyone agreed with me. By the way, that the people they know who think funny, their lives are like like that. People agree with that statement or not? I can't. Yeah. Hear. Yeah, I think I mean, in my in my from my experience, it's like not questionable. Yeah. So li listen, this is so important. The Rebbe says that all the Sheffer about turn, yo, bringing it back to Sheffer, the Sheffer that comes to the child is determined by the Lavouche. There's that book in this generation. I've forgotten who wrote it. It's called The Power of Attraction. You heard of this book? It's a famous book. The Goyim know this nowadays. The Goyim know that you bring to you according to your mashavas. They know that. This is how it works. People make money out of teaching people about this stuff now. Meaning that all of the all of the shefa that comes to the neshama is also a product of this lavush, of the thinking processes of the child that was determined by our kedusha with our, with our wives, Bashar Sivug. Now listen to this, Moedik, from the Gemur and Saita. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Rav. Abayim Yoim, 
Koidem Yitzirs of Vlad, Bas Koil Yoitzes Voimeres, Bas Ploini Le Ploini, Bas Ploini Le Ploini, Stay Ploini Le Ploini. Yeah, everyone's familiar with that Gamora, yeah? Says Rev Yehudu Amarav. 40 days before you... I'm familiar, I'm familiar with the song, but I didn't know they <laughs> made it a Gemara. Oh, yeah, no, they did. It was a, year, a few years later, but they made it. They did. It's just like uh, <laughs> when somebody... I heard somebody praising Rabbi Tatz about, about something he said in front of a, of, of a Rebbe, and the Rebbe turned around and said, well, that's amazing. Reb Shimon must have got it from Rebbe Tatz. Anyway... <laughs> So, so he says, "Aboy miyom koydem itzirus of lad bas kol yoyit says vaomeres so and so will marry bas ploini to ploini base ploini to ploini stay ploini to ploini yeah his wife his house and his business what happens forty days before yitzirus of lad." That's Shas Meiser. Yitzhiyas of Vlad happens 40 days after Shas Meiser. What would you do with that information? <laughs> There's a whole lot. It's a whole new perspective. It's The whole thing is... It's just uh, in, like anything in Hasidus or anything we're learning the depths of the world and the Tyra and how the world is meant to work. You learn it, you internalize it, and now when you're going through those moments, even when you're being intimate with your wife, you have a whole new machshava, a whole new, a whole new uh, mission, a whole new intention, a whole new. The chinuch banim begins when you go and pick your wife up from the mikvah. That's when the chinuch banim right. begins. And you should beg right. the Boinashoilim before beg him that it should be Bakadusha, Batahara, it should be about her, it should be Mamash as as as, yeah. as it should be as as tahor and as tsnias as as it as it as imaginably, more more than it could ever more than you could ever imagine it to be. But the, but this is really the so I want to just finish on a, a, the, the opposite point that I think we need to really take chizik from is we have so many of these vortlach like you know like the Rosh Hashanah vortlach that scare the hell out of everyone your whole year is determined by Rosh Hashanah and if you sleep for an extra minute you're gonna die and and v'chule and v'chule v'chule yeah and 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 on mitzad echad it's true <coughs> but but mitzad sheni you can fix everything after the fact and this is a, a very important point, what Shia mentioned, and what we just said in response to that, is that it's called a lavush. And even though the even though there's so much riding on our zivug, um, it can still be rectified afterwards, just because it's such a it's such an asyan. It's such an asyan. So um just you know, to 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 appreciate that. You know, it's uh, there's always there's always ticking, and I think in a lot of ways, when you know that, when it takes the when it takes the pressure off, you know what I'm saying? Like when when you're when you're like um, when like for Rosh Hashanah, when when all it is is like if you know if you do anything wrong 
in these 48 hours, you're going to be living with these for the rest of the year, yeah? You're like, it, it's it's paralyzing. It doesn't help you. Do you know I mean, maybe a very mutual of people, it helps. But yeah. but when, if you can relax a little bit and know, look, you're going to do your best and, and it's important to do your best. But if you screw up, yeah, you'll, it don't, you know, it's not the end of the world. It, it makes it easier to perform. Do you know what I'm saying? That's what I feel anyway. When you take, let go a little bit of the lachats, it's interesting that Hatzlacha and Lachatz have got the same, uh, it's the same Shoresh of letters. Yeah, but they're in a different order. So you do need Lachatz. To be Matzliach, you need Lachatz, but, but, but just enough. Too much Lachatz and you won't be Matzliach. But, but without any Lachatz, you also won't be Matzliach. So we need, to, we need to make a balance. Anyway, that is an introduction to the Nefesh Lakis. Shkoyach. Shkoyach.